Welcome to the Property Nomads podcast. And here are your hosts, Rob Smallbone and Matt McSherry. Bonjour, guten tag, wie geht's? Hello. Is it me you're looking for? Wow, we started on Lionel Richie. <laughs> oh no, we started on Lionel Richie. Well, no, it's not you I'm looking for, but we do have a subject today that might make you end up dancing on the ceiling. <laughs> I'm taking that far, but... Is that too soon? Is that is that <laughs> yeah, too much Lionel? Too soon. Too much Lionel for, for one day. Hey, everyone, anyway, everyone, loves, on. everyone loves a bit of Lionel, Matt. Moving on. Okay. Moving on. <laughs> right, so lately we've found that many conversations that we've had, there's been a, a similar topic that's been popping up, uh, and that has been overwhelm of strategies. So people are not 100% picking their, that kind of one strategy that resonates with them and their lifestyle. They're just getting that kind of shiny, shiny penny syndrome from all these different strategies. So we want to bring to you today, um, obviously strategies for how you can choose your strategy and help prevent them overwhelm. So today's topic is called choosing your strategy. First thing we recommend that you do is to do a SWOT analysis. So if you're not familiar with what um, that stands for, it's strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats. Easiest thing to do is to get a piece of paper, divide it into quarters, top left, strengths, top right, weaknesses, bottom left, opportunities, and bottom right, threats. Yeah, really had to think about that, didn't you? I did. <laughs> <laughs> you should have seen the extreme focus on his face. Yes. Well, anyway, giving you some examples of that. So strengths... So what are your strengths? What what are you good at? Are you a good communicator? Are you good at building relationships? So put down and be totally honest with yourself what your strengths are. Weaknesses, you know, what are you not so good at? Are you not very good at communicating? Are you not very good at speaking to estate agents, for example, or building relationships? Just be totally honest with yourself and make sure that you write down exactly how it is. Opportunities. Think of things such as, do you know people in your network that might have access to a lot of funds? Do you have opportunities to do something great in your local area? You might live in a prime area for developments, for example. We'll touch on that in a, in a later episode about finding your area. Other opportunities, a generic opportunity that you know, feel free to write down is, at the moment, we're not... Be- as a country, as a nation, you know, the UK is not building enough houses, so supply is not meeting demand. Now, that's an opportunity in itself because people like ourselves, yourselves, need to increase that supply. So that's an opportunity for everyone. Threats, this is going to be different for everyone. You know, we don't mean, you know, stuff like North Korea threatening to nuke the world, isn't you know, none of that. But think, for example, if you're in that unfortunate situation where you're getting divorced at the moment or you're face the prospect of possibly losing your job that's quite a real threat because that will inevitably affect your mortgageability or certain things moving forward so again just take these little things in mind as well when you're doing your SWOT analysis yeah brilliant so so moving swiftly on um, the next would be what resources do you have to your disposal do you know do you have the money do you have the time do you have the knowledge do you have a good network and you've really got to think about this and this is going to help you massively by picking your strategy. Yeah, you'll see how this is going to work hand in hand with doing that SWOT analysis yeah. as we said at the start. A lot of this, a lot of the information that's going to come from it is going to overlap and it might be repetitive, but that's good in a way because the more it's been you know, beaten into our systems, the more that we read something or say something, you know, the, the more that we believe we, we come that. So absolutely, do you have 
are you in a position where you don't have a job so you've got all day to do it are you in a position where you might be earning a hundred thousand pound in your job and you've got about an hour a day to you know, work on or work, work within property do you have a great network already do you not have a good network already what, what do you have at your disposal what skills do you have in order to be able to help you pick the most appropriate strategy yeah perfect now next one we'll move on to is time versus money so have you got time and not a lot of money or vice versa have you got a lot of money but not a lot of time yeah that's quite a a normal paradox that people have they've either got a lot of one or not a lot of the other you might be lucky enough to have a lot of both but i'd argue for personal experience actually having no money means your back's against the wall a bit more which means you're going to push harder yeah if you if you get a, if you've got a lot of money you might not have you know you might be a bit laissez-faire with with your activities yeah. um, if you've not got a lot of money i find that people will push harder and they'll be more creative. Yeah. And the thing I suppose as well that I, I can throw in there is the people with money, they eventually will run out of money if they're investing in property. There's going to come a point where they're going to buy so many properties and they're going to totally diminish their, their pot. So it's, you know, it's, it's about having that kind of um, understanding that whether you've got the time or whether you've got the money, you've always got to have a different strategy when you get to certain parts of your life and adapt and overcome. Yeah. So take these things into consideration. Be again, be realistic. You know, don't don't lie to yourself because you're only going to fool yourself at the end of the day. Know what you have at your disposal. And I suppose on this one as well, just touching base. You know, if you've got the money but you haven't necessarily got the time, then that's when you can start leveraging other people's time, other people's experience, other people's knowledge. You know, let's take a saucer for example. If you're looking to build a property and portfolio but you haven't got the time, but you know you've got the money, then utilize a saucer. Make sure they're fully compliant. You know, and they're in the area that you choose, but just utilize and leverage what's around you. And we'll touch on that, I think, in a later episode as well. We going in depth about sourcing and, yeah. and using people in your network as yeah, well, definitely. which is which is crucial. Another thing to take into consideration is lifestyle choice. So, something you'll hear quite often is people like the idea of investing in property, and then you get people that want to become landlords or landladies. Now, there's a complete different distinction there. Investors are very yeah, everyone's very savvy in this game. Everyone's very savvy when it comes. Well, most people are very savvy in property. But if you're an investor, you're then gonna you're gonna leverage more people. So you're gonna, for argument's sake, you're gonna have your lettings agents manage your property. That you're gonna have, you're gonna put trust in the builder to do this and that. And then you're gonna you're basically gonna put a lot more trust into people because you're looking at the numbers at the end of the day. You know, what's your investment? What's your return? If you become a landlord. You get really ingrained into it. You know, you, you're going to be the one taking the maintenance calls. You're going to be the ones dealing with the real nitty gritty. And some people enjoy that. There's no right or wrong with this. If you actively enjoy that, or once you get involved in it, you actively enjoy it, fine, not a problem. If your time's important and you want to have your six, seven, eight holidays a year with the family and, you know, have everything ticking off in the background, again, that's your lifestyle choice. You know, we've touched on it before. Ours is, ours is, about, ours is about having that time freedom to travel you might have the same ideology nothing wrong with that there, there, there is no right or wrong but think about your lifestyle this it's better to be a bit selfish than to become selfless yeah no i totally agree with that one um so yeah moving on to the next one so what is it that you need in terms of could it be a chunk of cash could, you know a chunk of capital for a flip for example or is it cash flow you know what do you need to meet the standard of your lifestyle that you're living yeah do you need to get out of your job do you want to replace that income to, again, not just get the financial freedom, but to get the time freedom to go and do X, Y, and Z? You'll see, again, how this is linking in with that lifestyle choice. Yeah. You know, designing 
designing your life. We touched on that in the, in the goal setting, which hopefully you've done. If not, go back, listen to episode seven, download those templates and design your life. This is what it's all about. Do you need chunks of cash? Do you need the cash flow? If so, what do you need it for? Does it fit in with your lifestyle? And again, there's no right or wrong um, way of looking at this because at the end of the day, you might love the job that you're doing. You know, you might want to carry on pursuing that job, but you just want to build a slow portfolio alongside it. You know, so if that's the case, then again, it comes down to time versus money, but you like leveraging other people around you to help you get closer to your goal. So again, it's just total self-preference. Yeah, so there's many strategies you can do in property. We're going to cover quite a few here, but this is not a a 100% complete list because there's going to be, you know, I'm sure there's even going to be strategies out there that we don't even know exist. So many. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. But we'll relate it as best we can. So if you are wanting chunks of money, arguably flipping property, so buying a property, renovating it, selling it, a trading property you might hear it commonly um, known as, that's going to give you chunks of money. Sourcing as well will give you chunks of money. Commercial conversions, you know, if you're taking an office building, converting them into flats and then selling them, that's going to give you a chunk of money. Same with land, modular developments as well. They're going to give you chunks of money. The thing to remember on this though is it's not like you're going to get chunks of money on day one. Yeah, it's definitely a long-term game. Absolutely. So if you're after the chunks, that's great. This is why it's quite common with investors to have the sort of chunky money strategy and then have it with a mixture of cash flow. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, if it's the cash flow that you need to get out of your job, that's probably going to be your focus first before then going into you know sexier forms of investment. Yeah, definitely. Now, if you're looking for cash flow, then obviously you buy to let. It's going to generate you a, a nice amount of cash flow, not as much as the you know house and multiple occupation. The HMO is there, what's really going to give you the massive amounts, but then you've got factoring, you know, void periods and all the other stuff that come with it as well. Uh, you've got your rent to rent, you've got your service accommodation. These are all strategies that are going to give you cash flow essentially. Yeah, lease options as well, purchase lease, lease options. options. Yeah. Yeah, the, these will give you the cash flow. Again, you, it's not going to happen on day one. So there's a lot of knowledge, as, as we've spoken about, there's a lot of knowledge that you need to get accustomed to. And it's about taking action as well. Traditionally, if you're looking to, if your main aim or the aim in the short term is to quit your job, then traditionally speaking, rent to rent, service accommodation, you know, that, that buzzword for 2018, they're going to be your main strategies of getting, you know, quick cash flow. Your buy to lets are very slow and steady. That's from experience. They, you know, I love buy to lets personally. Once they're up and running and you've got the right systems in place, there's really no hassle. I find nine times out of 10. HMOs, a bit more management involved. Again, if you get the right systems and processes in, they can be very rewarding. Cash flow there is good as well. I think the only difference between having, for argument's sake, rent to rent lease options and whatnot is you don't always need a big amount of money to get involved in them. Whereas if you're looking to buy a property uh, for a house of multiple occupation or buy a buy to let, you're going to need to find you know the deposits and so forth. So if you're not sat there with giant chunks of money, that might not be appropriate for you for now. Rent, rent, lease options don't need as much money to get involved. Yeah, no, totally agree. So, I mean, I'm sure your listeners out there can understand how it's so easy to get overwhelmed with all these strategies because there's so many out there, but it's about pinpointing one that resonates with yourself that you can obviously fit around your lifestyle and that is going to move you closer to your goals. Because at the end of the day, it's it's not about 
um, you know, getting to that goal tomorrow, you know, that quick, that quick cash. It's about focusing on the one course until you are successful. You know, don't be uh, diversifying too much too quickly. Once you have, once you've got a system, systemized and process, then yeah, feel free. But until then, just focus on that one course until successful, and just really put your all into that one particular strategy that you pick. Yeah. So our top tips would be number one: re-listen to this podcast. Okay, take your notes, do your SWOT analysis, understand what resources you have, look at time versus money. That's really important really deep dive into how you want your life to be so look at your lifestyle choices what it is you need chunks of money versus cash flow we've outlined a few different strategies like i said we've not covered literally every single strategy in property because i mean that, that, that episode could go on for hours you don't want to overwhelm you as well no and if you've not set your goal go back listen to episode seven download using the show notes download that goal chart that we've got for you so really think about all of these things keep listening to podcasts next episode we are talking about choosing your investment area so again that will give you some extra guidance about taking the next step yeah perfect so it's been a pleasure to bring you this episode and we look forward to bringing you the next content which is picking your investment area so thanks again it's been an absolute pleasure a joy and a privilege as always thank you very much see you next week ciao